Looking for a roller coaster ride through tales of deceit, drama, and unexpected twists? Welcome to the Ugly Truth. Welcome back to the Ugly Truth. Today, we are going to talk about how I found out he was a PI, and also every time we go out, we introduce ourselves, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate broker in real estate. And then I'm like, my husband is a private investigator. And they're like, whoa, like, no way. You must have some great stories. Get to tell me. Oh, my gosh. I can be a PI, too, because I am the best, like, FBI and searching things. And, well, it's not that quite easy. Um, I honestly, when I met you, I really didn't think it was real. Because <laughs> my, what I envision as being a PI, I'm sorry, it's like, you know, Da, 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 Inspector da, da. Gadget. Yes. So yeah. that I loved that cartoon. Yeah. So that's what I really like envisioned. I know that sounds like really childish, but I really didn't understand what it was and if it was like a real like a job. Like, you know, is this something like he made up? I don't know. I maybe I'm clueless, but uh, Is it real being a licensed stalker? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it, so license. So when we meet people, it's very fascinating about his job so and then they ask us they will they ask him first they don't ask me because we all know about realtors and how they all get started and my story is not that interesting but his is he's got a really good story um and again i admit i did not know (laughs) what it was or what he did until and that's another episode when i went in a case with him i was like wow this is real So I'm just going to talk about that. Um, He can, so when we met, like we, we met at a bar. That's a whole other episode too. But when we, when he met, I was like, you know, what do you do? At that time I worked for the state of Connecticut um, as a DCF social worker. And he was like, oh, he's like, I'm a private investigator. And this is how it went. Okay. So basically, uh, when uh, back in 1992, the tail end of the uh, Rodney King uh, riots in California, um, I was a youngin' and I was looking to maybe become a police officer. Um, but after watching how the media treated the police then, as in some cases now, I decided public was not really for me. Um, so I was looking for a different direction. One day I was watching a movie, uh, Bruce Willis, God bless him, and uh, Damon Wayans in The Last Boy Scout. I said, you know what, son of a bitch, private. That's a pretty cool job, even though it was kind of a rundown PI in the movie. I didn't really want to have that portrayal, but um, I decided to look into that avenue, and uh, I did. I used the uh, security experience I had from running stores, and back then we used to chase people down and tackle them when they were stealing. Not like today where they're just letting everybody run out the door with items. So I used that, and I put it into a resume, and this was pre-email and pre-Google and all that. So I was faxing and calling and banging on phones for eight months until I got one guy an older gentleman, Ed Day out of Hartford, said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of hearing from you. He goes, all right, come in. I'll train you. I said, all right. Now, when I went in there, I was learning. We were doing some surveillance and cheating spouses and a couple of child custody things, and that was all cool. But what really locked me into being an investigator forever was one of the first cases where a gentleman called him who was housed at the Institute of Living. It's a mental health facility here in Connecticut. Um, and he was in a, an area where it was security, couldn't get out. But he contacted this investigator who I worked for, and he set up a meeting. We went in, we met with him, and this guy apparently was loaded. He wanted us to go down in his private Learjet to North Carolina, 
to do a few things down there at his mansion and around the area, and then fly thing, it back and give him back his uh, the items that he had listed to bring to him. And then, of course, I, you know, being 21 years old, 22, whatever it was, um, on a Learjet, you know, having a nice cocktail on the way down to wow. North Carolina and back. You know, I mean, come on, how are you going to beat that? Um, but we got everything accomplished. He was happy, and I was in heaven as a private investigator, definitely. Until, of course, you know, he then wanted us to get a helicopter, a private helicopter, land on top of the facility and break them out. And we had to say, no, sorry. Oh that's <laughs> crazy. Know, no, no, no. But, yeah, that's how, that's how I became a PI. And after that case, I was hooked for sure. And that's – so when you called, because it's like you were calling, calling and faxing. Yes, there were, it was fax back in the day. It yeah. was not, you know, emailing or what everyone does. You really – had to work underneath somebody because I know in my field, like, which I think they should change this, but that's just my opinion. Um, after two years, well, we, as a realtor, you get your license and then you work under a broker for two years and then you can take the exam and the classes to become a broker. So you can own your own company. And so you were just trying to get in. You're just like, like, yeah. I need to get in. I need to work underneath somebody. So do you have to take classes? Like, what is the whole process? Because with us, it's, yeah, you take the classes. Pretty much anyone can take a class and do it and then pass the exam. Which is not an easy exam. No, it's not. But, you know, again, they t- they take it. But, again, they have to work underneath somebody for a certain period of time um, and learn. Uh, in the brokers, when they take it, they only need two years of you know, working underneath the broker to mm-hmm. become a broker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's different in every state. Here in Connecticut, uh, you have to do a mandatory full-time, 40-hour a week on the books um, and be, as an apprenticing investigator under a licensed investigative company. That's just mandatory, no way around it, background checks, FBI background checks, everything. Um, and then you just have to file everything, wait for the state to approve it, you know, and get your licensing and so forth. But that five years is mandatory. But that's not everywhere. Now, going off of some older regulations, because I haven't kept up with them, because I haven't been mm-hmm. licensing these states in quite a while, but Massachusetts, which is our neighbor here from Connecticut, New York, is both two years uh, full-time before you can qualify. Massachusetts, two years, then you can file and be approved, background uh, checks. Okay. But New York, you have to take a test, or had to then take a test, do the background and everything else. But every every state has – there are even some states here in the United States. I don't know exactly which ones they are, out in the Midwest, I think, in the West somewhere, mm-hmm. where you don't need a license at all. You can just literally just say I'm a PI and go out and be a PI, I guess. I don't really know how that works out because literally without <laughs> yeah, – How does that work? Yeah, without – Hey, by the way, I'm just a PI. I just yeah, want to be a PI today. I mean, just get some cards and a badge or whatever you guys carry. I mean, I don't – Exactly. I don't. It's like be, getting out of four years of college in any industry and becoming the CEO. You're, you're not going to what the hell you're doing. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. That kind of reminds me of that show that we watched, that guy that's not a police officer and he has that car. He's a gremlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, justified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he drives around. He's not a cop. Yeah. And he's yeah. just driving around. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name, but yeah, he's a character. It's, it's, right, yeah, that is, that, is, is that like he's what a const- is? He's a constable in the oh, town, okay. which is still an officer. <laughs> but well, forget about that show because that, that guy's an unrealistic uh, constable for sure. <laughs> okay, well, no I was just thinking it. when you said that you can just walk around and just be like a piano. Yeah, well, that's, that's the problem. And they're doing a lot of, lot of different changes in licensing because of these things. Um, you know, for an example, just because we're on licensing here now. Um, the laws recently just changed in, I forget the state, I had a video up recently, uh, where, oh, Las Vegas, where you could literally put a GPS tracking device on anybody, not just a PI, 
Anybody can put a GPS tracking device on any car they wanted to. No reason, no rhyme. You can just walk really? up and slip it on a car, and it didn't matter. didn't have any laws against it. Until a private detective was hired during a political season, and he okay. put it on the mayor's car. And when the mayor, the mayor found it, yeah, the mayor. And when the mayor found it, she went ballistic. It was a nightmare. It was a whole thing. They went after the P.I., everything. But he didn't break any laws because that's what was on the books. So now they just recently passed, I read, uh, where they you can no longer put it out for any reason whatsoever in that state. So I'm not sure if it's gone through the entire entire cycle, if it's actually been fully approved yet, but I know it was definitely happening. So, you know, as these yahoos go out and do things they're not supposed to, even though in that case he, he was well within his rights, um, that's when things end up changing. Same with licensing. Yeah. Ours changed somewhat. I mean, you don't have to have a place. You know, you could work out of your home because everybody works out of their home. Uh, before it was, you had to have a place. Yeah, um, brick and mortar. You had to yeah, have a space. Yeah, you had to, you know. And I guess the credentials to do, they might have changed, but when I went at a certain amount of um, closings, you had to have, but also broker law and all these other classes, um, which, in my personal opinion, I think it should be five years because I don't think in two years you, as an agent, really even know what you're doing. It's a wild, wild west right now in real estate. So I, you know, I can go all day talking about the new agents that came in during COVID and just. It's always funny how, and, and this is, you know, of course from you, uh, it's always funny how when the markets go down or not, market goes up, everybody's signing on to be a new realtor. Market goes down, all those same people. They, Bye-bye. They, they, they bow out yes. and call it a day because yeah. they just can't make it in the industry. So it's, it's not an easy industry. If you're not established and you, and you don't work hard to try to get that or, you know, those cold call leads or whatever they are. Uh, you don't got the business coming in. You're not going to make it in that industry. It's tough. And there's a lot of patience, as you know. You've seen me do it for a long time, yeah. even when I've done it um, as, you know, a social worker and, and sure. therapist, you know, doing it part time. It's still a lot of dedication. It's a lot. Um, and it's it's hard out there, you know, and this business is dealing with people. A lot of it is dealing with people and things have changed. And you know this. You <laughs> We'll talk about how he talks to his clients versus how I talk to my clients because yeah. we don't share the same office. He's very loud. I'm loud, but I'm not loud and like disrespectful. Hmm. And how he not talks. Not either in my opinion. No, I mean, you are loud. So we have to have separate offices because yeah. the way he's. I'm pretty straightforward with my clients. I don't uh, baby them. I don't butter them. I um, don't baby my clients. I just tell what the are you facts. saying? Like I am, I, you know, I just. Customer service is different in our age. <laughs> he gave me that look like, yeah, okay. But, you know, I don't sugarcoat anything in real estate at all. If you know me and I've worked with you, I'm straightforward. It is what it is. Um, but customer service and we've owned our business. We both handled our customer service different when we owned Carmel Granite too as well. So we're just two different type of people when it comes to the customer service. That's all. Uh, it's nothing to do with it. Our business, especially real estate, a lot of mine is, you know, referrals and how you handle your clientele. Um, and that's how I handle it. He's his baby, but I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. I well, mean, mine's, it is. mine's technically a lot of referrals too, from insurance companies, law firms, businesses, things like that. But the general public calling in for, you know, infidelity, child custody cases, uh, background checks, locating people they haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Those are usually not too often repeat. Sometimes they are because I'll catch somebody cheating and they'll forgive them, the spouse. And then two years later, they'll say, I think he's doing it again. So they'll hire me again. But um, I think you're a little bit different in tolerating a <laughs> yeah. lot. You know, and the things that we do as agents and brokers, we 
go above and beyond. If you're that type of agent, he would never. He's helped me in a couple of occasions, and sure. he's like, what? He's like, oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> he's like, that is too above beyond. But I would never. <laughs> he no. says that all the time. He's like, I would never. Are you kidding me? He's like, he's more like fend for yourself kind of thing. Like, no. Like, and a lot of it has to do is, you know, we try to we got to get the deal done. That's I what I tell him. You know, it. we got to get the get deal done. We got to close. I mean, but, you know, we laugh at each other because when I hear him talk on the phone, it's just hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God, I would never say that. Oh my God, Sounds great to me that. on the phone. Like, it's, uh, yeah. like, I'm like, do you realize I got to record him one day just so you guys can hear him? Then you can tell me if it's tough or if it's not tough. But I'm, we're getting off the topic. Oh, right? yeah, way you off. <laughs> but that's how we we met. Yes, at a bar. And again, that's a whole episode. But I really didn't understand what a private investigator does and what it is and what it entails. Um, and it is more than what you think, because a lot of people are like, oh, I can find them on Facebook. I can find them this. It's more than that. Um, it's hard to find some people. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was very hard, sure. hard to find people. I won't mention one person that you didn't. Yeah, we'll leave that one out. <laughs> He's pretty good at finding them very well, but there was one, just one. Yeah, we won't one get person. into any we details. Into details. But they were, they were somebody who was across the country, and they were, they're like, um, they were hiding behind different shell companies. I mean, it was a real, real, and and it probably could have probably found them, but the, you know, the, the client couldn't afford to keep me going forever to try to break through all these shields that this person had. It was a high profile person, but. We'll get into any details on that. But he pretty much does. He's even, I, I think our next episode will touch with different cases he's had. Oh, yeah. You know, got a lot of cases yes. and information now. Again, not going to disclose current clients I'm working for and so forth, but I got scenarios and stories that you will not believe. Absolutely. So we just wanted to introduce us a little bit so you get to know. Yeah. Um, again, when he met me, I was a social worker for the Department of Children and Families, and that was in 1999, and that's... Um, after that, I did get my license in real estate, and then I left the department. 2008, I became an in-home therapist uh, for a nonprofit, uh, Klingberg Family Centers, which I loved working there. And they took me back um, in when Lilia was born, two years later. Uh, so, like, about 2013, 2012. So, it's amazing. Um, love working with children and families. It's just very, very tough. It's not easy. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's a very difficult job emotionally and mentally, uh, but I love it. I always be involved, but real estate has always been the number one since, what, 1999, 2000, and then just working part-time, full-time, and oh, it was a lot. It's a lot. You can't, you know, it's very hard to juggle real estate with a job. It, it really is. Um, you can do it. I'm not saying you can't. But a lot of things we do, he's like, there's no way you could do that if you no. worked full-time job no. um, with listings and staging, um, you know, and just and being sweeping there. and moving and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the extras that nobody tells you about, or if you just a regular agent that just, let me just throw the house on there and take some pictures with my phone and with dirty clothes there and not moving things with mops there and animals like then that's your thing. That's great. Good for you. Um, I'm not judging, but that's not how I do my listings or, I mean, he knows I'm moving furniture. I'm doing things. You do what you have to do to get the deal done. That's how I see it. Um, and he's the same way with his job, but in different way. Oh, it's definitely different. <laughs> it's totally different. Way different. <laughs> 
So um, if you have any questions about anything or you want a topic that we want to discuss, let us know. You can email us at alltruthisugly at gmail.com. You can uh, direct message us too at The Ugly Truth um, on Facebook too as well and also on Instagram. Um, so this is just a little bit of an introduction of who we are so you know what we're about. And then we're going to get to the nitty gritty, which is definitely, he's got a lot. And then we laugh about it because, yes, I do go on some cases with him. And I can't believe some of the stuff that people do when they're cheating. Yes. We got a lot to come. A lot. Uh, it's going to be action-packed, uh, you know, episode after episode. We just want to give you a little introduction to who we were before we got started with all the heat and craziness. Uh, so keep on following, uh, you know, click on there and definitely check us out. Uh, subscribe to us. And again, thank you for watching The, the Ugly, Ugly Truth. Truth. Check you later. You've been listening to The Ugly Truth.